Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Friday morning. Hi. It's the start it's a- talking music. <laughs> it's a wear glasses day. Do you ever days like that where you can't see as well as you can the other days? Uh, yeah, absolutely. At this age? Hell yeah. I- I don't know what it is. It's called vodka. No, it's... Did you drink last night? No. No? I have allergies. I'm yeah. really That's bad. That's what it is. Hay fever, yeah. and now it's going to be warm again this week, and I thought, you know, with the first freeze or chill that I'll be fine, but no. I didn't think on a radio station like this you could have hay fever. Hey, <laughs> All right, that's, that voice belongs to Ramblin' Ray. No, Ray Stevens, yeah. we call you know. You can call me Ramblin'. I don't care. It's well, all the good. people, what's, well, what do you like? What do you uh, like? Uh, I like uh, Ray, yourself. Ramundo Sanchez, Ray Stasekel, uh, Ramblin', <laughs> Rockin' Ray, Stace, Steak, Idiot, whatever you want to call me, I'm fine with it. Okay. 312-642-5600 lines are always open here at AM560, The Answer. And I'm wearing the overalls because last time you were here, I learned what a car, what car- was it Carhartt. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know what a Carhartt was. <laughs> I'm like, how does any self-respecting conservative not know what a Carhartt is? And that's the jacket the farmers wear. Jacket, bib, overall, same thing. It's you know? Darren Bailey's, yeah. you know, go-to outfit. Right. Because- and really, the, it's it's the outfit of either a uh, a cool uh, um, West Town or uh, near Northside hipster or somebody right. that uses their hands for a living. <laughs> so I told you back on Tuesday, which feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. That um, I do own overalls, mm-hmm. and these are my overalls. Yeah, those aren't Carhartts. No, I, you look I, like somebody on Hee Haw. <laughs> what did um, Mike Scott call me? What do you say? It looks like from Dixie Runner. Oh, uh, uh, Dixie's Midnight Runners. Dixie, yeah. yeah, you remember yeah. the song? Come on, Eileen. Well, I yeah. swear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna. Hey, I see Keith Conrad's here. Have you yeah, ever sh- have you ever sh- uh, you know have you ever I shook Keith. his hands? Yeah, he's got very soft he is, hands. His hands are the softest hands. Of, my girlfriend's hands aren't as soft as his. Those hands have never done a real day's work of, uh, in their life. Keith, get on the microphone here. We need to talk to you. Oh, he's like, uh-oh, I was just filling in for yeah. Justin. Yeah. Um, Keith? Everybody's filling in today. Everybody. So, this was... Uh, it's you, big you know, fill-in Friday. He's a kid of the era of, uh, you know, when he was growing up, there was tech, so he was probably one of the guys working at the Geek Squad at Best Buy. Me, I was working construction. Yeah. You know? Now, Keith, have you ever done any construction work or... House cleaning or... House cleaning, maybe. Well, because my hands are rough from... I, w- I was the person yeah. who would mow the lawn in the house and do the outdoor work yeah. growing up. Uh, what about I you, Keith? I built a gigantic uh, model of the Titanic out of balsa wood, and I have scars on my fingers from the X-Acto blade. Does that count? <laughs> this, kid, this kid is so smart. It, it's, isn't your dad like a real rocket scientist? Uh, my dad and my sister. <laughs> he's, and like, he's one of the smartest guys I know, and whenever there's an asteroid coming even close... Oh, to Earth, which I is know. light years away, he warns me. Oh, yeah, it, it's wait, become a standing joke. But by the way, that asteroid that we slammed uh, something into—did that was that effective? Did it work? Uh, it did, except you know, it, it's a it's it's a big deal. But uh, you got to remember, the asteroid was only two hundred eighty-seven feet wide, yeah. and it took like a, a, a satellite that was you know about 
about seven or eight feet wide to do it. So if you had something that was like the size of, you know, a bus maybe or dinosaurs, okay, it would take a gigantic spacecraft to do that. It would. It would take. But that. it did throw it off course, right? It did. Yeah. So you're saying that if something uh, uh, that could really do damage to the Earth was coming at us, we'd have to use something like the size of Pritzker's jet. Uh, bigger even, okay. and it would take like 10 years. And speaking a, of Pritzker's yeah. jet, um, Marion Ahern got a one-on-one with him because uh-huh. she went to the Darren Bailey's farm and spent all day with him. It was a great piece, and Pritzker did not allow her the same access because, you know, he. she was in Darren Bailey's house. She was at his farm. She did everything, a, life, a day in the life of Darren Bailey. Right. So Pritzker wouldn't let her have access to where he lives, which house, the Gold Coast house. or right. Florida so house, the house up off of State right. Line Road. Or the yeah. one in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he's got so many different... How many places does he have in Wisconsin? Well, I think he has two uh, that, that, I, that, that I know of. I know his, uh, his brother or sister, um, there's a Pritzker up in Eagle River that has a really nice place up on the Eagle River chain, but I don't think that's part of the JB deal. Okay, so. but he has one in Lake Geneva and one in Burlington? Oh, um, yeah, it's Burlington. Or are we mixing so, those up? Some may say Salem. It's it's right on, I mean, it, I hate to give the guy's address, but it's on it's on Hunt Club Road and uh, okay, State wait, Line wait, Road. Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Yeah. But, the, the, but then he has something on Lake Geneva, on Lake Delvin. Yeah, right, well, no, it's on Lake Geneva. Oh, the yeah. the place the yeah. farm is that big? No, it's not a farm. It's the, the place on Lake Geneva is a is it's a, a place on Lake Geneva. It's it's the place on Lake Geneva is like the kind of things that you see you see on uh, on on you know modern living or They're you know like the, the property brothers. Yeah, okay. You know, I mean, these are opulent places. I've been on his farm, his working farm. <laughs> his chicken coop is nicer than my house, and I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. Is his it... chicken coop looks like it. His chicken coop, and I'm not making this up. You know, I mean, and, and, you know, God bless every. If you have money, God bless you. He got it the old-fashioned way. He inherited it. Right. Um, but his chicken coop at that place is as nice as any house in Naperville. Wow. All right. Is it heated? I mean, it's got to have all the bells and whistles. These chickens, chicken you know what? <laughs> I mean, there's there's people in Dubai that are saying these chickens got it made. <laughs> so I, he sat down with Marianne Ahern after the second debate, which, you know, he, he claims he did better at, and... uh he told her about, you know, because she said, can you cut down on your carbon footprint? You know, cause Him these... personally? That's hard to ask. Well, <laughs> when it comes to flying right. your private jets. There are lots of ways to travel, and, and sometimes I travel by private plane. Sometimes I travel by commercial flight. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're not going to get rid of, of flying. Oh, isn't that <laughs> so great? So I put up. Could you see on. him on a Legionnaire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the follow-up would have been, excuse me, when... When have you flown commercial? Yeah. And where were you going? Yeah. And what airline did you take? Are you a frequent flyer on Southwest? Are you a you know a American Airlines Advantage member? So I put out a poll. Well, that's weird. Which commercial airlines or airline does he fly? I put Spirit, Southwest, Frontier, and Allegiant. You can take the poll. There's three hours left <laughs> to take the poll. And guess what's number one right now? Um, Southwest? Spirit. Oh, wow. Here, hey man, because that would be really far fetched. Have you for him to be in row twenty seven, middle seat on Spirit? Have you ever flown private? Oh yeah. Oh my god, that is but stupid it, not fun. Like you're kind of private. Oh yeah, I, got I was this. on a little eclipse. Yeah. See, I've and then got. I, I didn't like it. It was not. That's not your I, your private plane picture. You sent me was um. You know, most people when they nice. when, when they have you know big time cash. I mean, tall cake. You know, big money. And a, and a Falcon 90. Falcon 90 is a big jet, and it's a three-engine Learjet. Okay. Not a Learjet, but it's a three-engine jet. And I always ask my buddy, I go, why do you have a three-engine? Everybody else has two. He goes, because if one engine goes out, you still got two. That's the way he talks. <laughs> but but the funny thing is, 
is, you know, most of these people like to lay low. Not my buddy. He's got a name on the tail of his airplane. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say what it is, no. but uh, he made all his money in fracking. So not only did he, like, destroy the world and make oil, he's now burning it. I love this guy. He's my <laughs> kind of guy. And, and uh, it, it, we, we flew on that jet out to uh, to see Sammy Hagar at the uh, Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. And the whole time I was up in the cockpit talking to the pilots, asking if we were there yet. Oh, my God. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can just walk around you and can, talk to... You can walk around. I smoked, and I don't even smoke. You, you can do whatever you want. on the plane? Yeah. Do whatever you want. How many seats was that? Because you sent me that picture. That yeah, that was, was that's really... a 14-seater with a rear stateroom. So... Wow. Well, yeah. what kind of flying is uh, Pritzker doing? He, I, I think I, I sent you it yesterday. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a Gulfstream, um, okay. and, and it's it's registered to the Pritzker Realty Group. Of um, course. And it, it's a 22-seater. That's a big that's jet. That's a big. Yeah. That's that's like a commuter jet. Because Marion yeah. Ahern had a shot of a jet, yeah. but I wasn't sure if it was his jet, yeah. but it looked like a 737. Yeah, it's, it's a big. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was huge. Yeah, it's, that, that's a big plane. For a big guy, you know that's the thing too. Is it is that you can always tell if somebody you know what they're you can look up the tail number. It's all right there. I mean, well, we tried though because during the pandemic, we know that he got his family out before he shut down Illinois. I mean, he got his wife and his daughter out, mm-hmm. and we know that he went back and forth. Well, to the farm, but yeah. to Florida. And we were well, trying it's a to working farm. you got to feed oh, the yeah. animals. Oh, you got to till the soil. <laughs> you got the cows. You gotta put your car hearts on. Get dirty. <laughs> Craig in Mount Greenwood, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Amy. It's always good to hear you, and you got your buddy there, uh, Cool Ray. That's all good. <laughs> good to hear you guys. Thanks, man. You, you get a good uh, team going there, Amy, when uh, Dan's off and uh, playing. All right. Thank you. So yeah. what were you going to hey, say so about – Yep. All right. This thing can't – like, he's so obvious with his line and everything. That would be like him saying, like, oh, yeah, occasionally I have to rent a house, and I – Sometimes they have to rent a boat or something like that. And he's so obvious with all that. But the thing with um, he's got some kind of horse ranch or something, too. One of these houses, I mean, got the big Esquire thing and everything. Got his uh, daughter's. Uh, oh, the equestrian. That's in. Uh, Libertyville, right? No, that's in. Oh, the one that he's talking about is a $12.5 million mansion in Florida. See? And he lives on the same street as Bruce Springsteen's daughter and mm-hmm. that all, all those rich people. They all live on the he's same a, street. It's in Palm, Palm Beach. Okay. Thanks, Craig. For I like guys call. like like that. You know, like Springsteen. You know, here's a guy. You know, they'll come out like yesterday. Bernie Sanders was uh, decrying that the big oil companies were making you know too much too, too many much profits. Money. You know, they were there was corporate greed. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, all you guys roll the same way. Bruce Springsteen. You know, he sings about the common man, yet he's selling packages to his concert. Hey, here you can meet me. You can come to a special deal. It's only five thousand dollars for two tickets. Oh my gosh, really? And back to to JB man. If I had my own jet, it's like why. Why do you just, why say you don't do it? I mean, just own it. I would walk just in like, own it. like yeah, I, I don't have one. I have two. I walk in. That's exactly how I'd walk this in. Hey, any of you, you ladies want to go on a plane? <laughs> I got a big jet. I got, not only do I have one, I got two. Oh, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's trying so hard to yeah. be just like us. But, you, but Trump, he was rich or he is rich, but yet he can relate to the common man. Yeah. But Pritzker, billionaire, cannot relate in any way. I, to I the think, common man. He I, tries with the black community. Like he just goes out with Juliana Stratton and uh-huh. tries to dance, which politicians should never dance. <laughs> oh my, he does this with his little arms. It's so embarrassing. Um, just you know, yeah. just admit what you are. Yeah, it, it's okay. Or to, is he could he still be finding himself this late in life? Know, it's okay to do well in this world. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. We all, I, I think, a, a majority of people aspire to to, to to do okay, have a little money. 
uh, spend a little, spend it, you know, and pass them on down and, and you know, spread it around a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're not hanging out with the uh, – you're not cutting your own lawn. You're not pulling the you're – not, you're not pushing you're, the choke button on the Toro. Yeah, you're not, you're not pushing the choke button on the Toro and cutting your grass <laughs> tomorrow on a Saturday. And then when asked about, you know, if he's going to – if he's uh, – whether or not he's going to be doing um, – we're spreading for Keith was talking in my ear. I'm sorry. Um, whether or not he's going to run for president, here was his answer. My plan is is to focus on you know being governor of Illinois. I love the state. I love the job that I have. You know, right now, no intention to change that. My plan is. It sounds like his plan is going to change if Biden decides to drop out. Well, he's my been plan. JB's had a exploratory commission on this for for years. I, I mean, the minute he, you know, the minute this dude was uh, elected to the governor of this great, fine, smooth running state of Illinois, he had aspirations to be president of the United States. Now, uh, the rest of the Democrats that are going to push little Pete Buttigieg in there are having different thoughts about that. Oh yeah. America first with Sebastian Gorka today at three, right before Sean Thompson at four on AM five sixty. The answer. We'll find out. All right, good Friday morning. Amy Jacobson here. Rambling Ray Stevens in for Dan Proft, who's hitting the little white ball down the fairway this I didn't week. know if that was code for something. <laughs> no, Does no. he do that and talk about it live <laughs> here with you guys? <laughs> yeah. He loves golf. He's an avid golfer. Okay. He's really good at golf, yeah. too. That's great. Do you golf? That, no. No. Oh, I hunt. Okay. Oh, yeah. excuse me. I'm a provider. You're a provider? Yeah. Okay. Well, what's providing for the city right now is uh, just a string of these abductions where these three guys come and pick you up in a gray SUV. This is happening in my neighborhood in Wrigleyville. Um, there was five of them. First it started out three, and then another victim came forward, and then another victim came forward. These are people walking alone in Wrigleyville, which is very well lit, and there's cameras everywhere. And they're grabbing the person by, with, from, with gun to their head, put them in the car, hold a gun to them. They drive around. They take their stuff. They make them go to an ATM. They take out all the money that they have, and then they drop them off kind of near the area where they picked them up. There have been five so far in, in Wrigleyville just last weekend alone. And one woman that was interviewed by, uh, you know, because I'm a local news nerd, by Channel 5, uh, this is her routine now. When I walk my dog, I don't carry my phone. I don't wear my wedding ring. Um, yeah, I'm on high alert. Well, I mean, th- that's the life you want to live. Why wouldn't you move? Before you live like that, before you go outside of your house, you take all your things off, all your valuables. Well, I, th- I think that's what you're seeing is, is people do flee this city, and nobody's going to admit it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everything's fine in Illinois. It's great. It's lovely. No problem. Nothing to see here. And all you can do is you can look at personal experiences. I, I have a friend, and this is a friend of uh, Gina. She's a young woman. She's in okay. her early 40s, um, young you know, compared to me. And um, she, uh, she was living downtown in the West Loop, and it was the same thing. Scared to take her dog out. You know, put a hoodie on, zip up. Didn't want to be anybody. You know, try to try to not look desirable at all. Finally, just she just said the heck with it and moved out to Elmhurst. And she's got twice the the uh, the condo now. She's living a better life. She doesn't have to be scared every each and every day. You know, but the problem is, is the exodus leaves the city to the suburbs. A lot of these people are bringing their voting ways with them. Don't do that. I know. That's why <laughs> when people move to Florida, yeah. they yeah. hate Governor DeSantis. No. I said, well, yeah. you have freedoms down there. Mm-hmm. You moved there for freedom, so you better be supporting him. Yep. And, and look, look what Santa's did. The, Santa, the bridge to Sanibel Island was broken in three places. It opened three days ago. Huh. He, did you see the video? I saw it. It's 
I mean, he got stuff done right away. He said he was going to have it done by the end of October. He beat the deadline by two weeks. Yeah, he's doing it. And he... people better appreciate that because when there's an, a, a natural disaster, an emergency, <clears throat> it it defines whether or not you're a good leader or not. And I think he got an A plus when it came to handling Hurricane Ian. Definitely. Well, I, I agree. I agree. You know, if, if you think about it uh, to build a bridge like that. I mean, he did it in two weeks. Yeah. It's like Jesus. <laughs> I think the man could walk on water as Keith rolls his eyes. All right, so back to crime in the city and why people are moving from Chicago to Florida. Cook County, we have the highest number of carjackings in the country. We've had 1,400 so far this year. And I went from knowing yeah. nobody to knowing three people well, who were carjacked. I, you know, I think part of that is, is is the privilege that we have of, of having our own cars. Those you know, share a little bit, what for God's mean? sake. Oh, please. Yeah. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so Sheriff Dart and others are trying to convince car dealers to put, you know, the, the low jack system mm-hmm. on your car. Yeah. But they want the dealers to do that. And then you put a sticker on your car and, uh, and uh, hopefully in a way to thwart the thieves. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, none of this will work. None of this will no. work. But here's Sheriff Dart. You cannot really think of a crime that could be more terrifying than somebody coming up to you when you think you're in the, the security of your car and having a gun put on you. And that's what happened on the Dan Ryan last weekend when this guy was just deciding which car to pick off. He didn't want the blue one, the white one drove by, and he sees this red shiny car, and he gets out his gun, and he tells the guy to get out. But what happened prior to that? I don't know if you saw the video. No, I didn't. There were three people. He, they originally carjacked another person, mm. and they got into a fender bender. And so three people inside that car got out, so they needed another ride right. to get out of that situation. And the two people that are getting out of this car, these two large women, were just like, hmm, 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 you know, throwing their hair back, picking up their purse, like, all right, now who are we going to get next? I mean, it, it's sick society that we live you know, in, and that's what's on the ballot on November 8th. You want to live like this? You want to live in fear? Well, that, you want to live in a, a hellhole? Well, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I live... I never live in, I'm not fearful, but I, I'm concerned um, because... I look around all the time. When I gas up, I'm like Charlie's Angels. I got, I'm got. i here, well, I'm looking to see if anybody's going to bum rush me and steal my used hobo ride minivan. <laughs> <laughs> but if somebody needs a ride, they want a car, they'll just take your stuff. Well, that's the thing. And, and, and you, you know, everybody, and there's a lot of, you know, I know this audience. I know the audiences of the radio station where I work. And, you know, most of your testosterone-filled mentals, well, that's why I conceal carry. And let me tell you something. Well, but at good. But at that point, though, you know, you have to think, okay, if, if I draw my weapon, if I'm a concealed carry guy, and if, you know, mm-hmm. what to, you don't want anybody taking your stuff because it's your stuff. But to what point? Do you say, okay, I'm going to pull my weapon and shoot somebody? Oh, all right. So but, when you when you saw that video of that thug with wearing all black, yeah. looking at you know, <laughs> who's whose life am I going to ruin? Yeah. Well, no, it's Didn't not. You want to got like? Wouldn't you want to shoot him? Well, it's, if you're going to shoot anybody. It's not. It's not whose life you're going to ruin because what you end up doing is you end up spending a lot of money to defend yourself in concealed carry class. I remember my instructor telling me, you know, make sure that they're they're closing the, the lid on you. Before okay. you draw your weapon, because it's going to cost you this amount of money, and your life is going to be hell. But make sure they're closing the lid on you. That's when you use your your weapon of force. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I am not wired like this. I'm not trained like a police officer, or a special ops guy. I mean, I like to think I am. I am in the woods, you know, because the deer aren't carrying. But <laughs> you know, but it's it's just interesting in in those given situations how you react. Oh, you know, that's that's if why I'm, I'm in, not a police officer. If uh-uh. I'm in the nifty no, one fifty, it's just pedal to the floor. I'm going. Sorry. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six 
Type in DA, then a quick comment. Kip, you're on Chicago's yeah, Morning quick, Answer. Yeah. This is absolutely a time for open carry because citizens have to take care of themselves. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, Chicago, the police really aren't jumping to attention and running to your rescue. And, and open carry is much safer than concealed carry, you know, especially for police officers. They, they see that you're armed. You know, oh, because, come on, that would freak the left out of their minds if they walked down well, the street and saw people. Who cares what they think? You know, I mean, I don't well, care they would what never they let think it happen. about me. No, you know? I, know. I lived I mean, in states with open carry, and as a, you know, Midwestern, you go to those states. Yeah. And I went, what is well, going yeah, on here? But then you figured, then you learn how to live with it, and right. you realize well, good you, people would, carry guns, too. Yeah, but hey, that's right. You know, I mean, we don't know what's coming across the border and it seems to me like things are really heating up. Are these people that live in this country or are these new arrivals? You know, I mean. I'm more concerned about they, the people that are living here in Chicago yeah. that are not coming well, here I illegally too, from but Mexico. We don't know who's living among us. That's the point. You right. know, I mean, hey, hey, Ray, what did John always say? Keep your head on a swivel? Oh, jo- yeah, he did. John Anthony? No, yeah. John. I don't know. I don't talk no, to him not, anymore. Yeah. Not John yeah. Anthony. No, but yes. John used to say, keep your head on a swivel, but now none of his neck muscles move, so he's really having a hard time with that. <laughs> there you go, Bobby. <laughs> head on a swivel and be armed. Yeah. Thanks, Kip. You know oh, what I don't understand is, is and this, 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 may, this may upset some people, and you, you, know, you may say, okay, who's this Ramblin' Ray guy, and he's flipping crazy, but, you know, Little crossbow pistols and crossbows. I mean, why wouldn't people use those these days? They're quiet. Well, what about mace? I mean, I carry mace with me. Bear I have, spray. I well, yeah. bear spray worked when this Here. one guy and uh, downtown was trying to kidnap a woman who mm-hmm. was out walking her dog, and he had bear spray because he was out walking his dog. He had a huge can, and he just sprayed it. He stopped that. I mean, if she got in his car, we may never have seen that woman ever again. Because that's the thing. Don't get in the car. If you get in the car, oh dear lord. It is absolutely amazing that that you know. We, we even have to have this conversation. It, it's just ridiculous. You know, uh, there's a funeral today for uh, two Bristol uh, police officers that were ambushed. I believe the 24th um, um, uh, police officers killed in the line of duty. I, over 90 police officers ambushed this year. We have no self-control. We have no respect for authority. Um, and until we start to prosecute crime and until people start to take it serious and we start putting people away here in a state that wants to let people out come January 1st, it just makes no sense. So then Monday morning after 60 people get shot in this city this weekend, people are going to be saying the same thing. It's going to be more than that because it's hot. They're going to be the same thing. Oh, my God, what do we got to do? We have to save our city. But you'll still vote for the same people and do the same thing. It is the definition of insanity. Don't go down that wrong road. There's hope. I mean, we still have uh, less than three weeks before the election, but talk to your neighbors. Talk to people that you you want to reach that maybe are on the fence. And my conversations with women are just abortion is going to stay the same. Don't if you vote for Darren Bailey, because that's what they're so afraid of. And every campaign ad is if you vote him into oh. office, women's rights are going to go it, away. It is, it is amazing. Then, to then me. There's Darren Bailey in the gynecologist's yeah. office. They have a cutout cardboard of him. I'm like, oh, please just stop. It is amazing to me that that. The, the template we use for political campaign commercials are absolutely ridiculous. It's the same script. It's the same message paid by the same people. And and, and if you are that lowest on the totem pole of common denominator, I, I, I don't know what to say to you or help you. I mean, you can't reason with insanity. Dave and Cicero, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yes, hello. Um, 
I know a cop in the West Side, just retired, very, very tough guy. He happens to be African-American. He told me, he looks like he could play in the NFL today. He's 55 years old. That that's He looks that big and that strong. And he can certainly carry. He's a just-retired Chicago policeman. He, him and his wife, they don't go out after dark. Well, they get their shopping done by then. And if they go um, out with friends, they go, go together. They leave the restaurant together. He says, he says it's, it's really bad. I, I asked him. So to Dan's point, excuse me, not Dan, um, the, the rambling guy there, you know, <laughs> The concealed carry thing, I mean, now, I'm going to echo what he just said. Do I really want to, like, carry a gun? Now I'm at work. Do I leave the gun in my vehicle? Do I carry it with me? Or now some now some teenager confronts me, you know, at what point do I shoot or not shoot? Well, that's why you take a concealed carry class. I, I would almost rather get shot in the head and it be over for me than try to make that decision that could it's going to kill him and ruin my life. I, you know, and it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm coming home to my kids and my wife and my girlfriend. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. It's happening. COVID-19, the panel of 15 doctors, and I say doctors in quotes, uh, unanimously voted to add COVID vaccine to the list of recommended child vaccinations. And uh, doesn't sit well with a lot of parents because we want to know what's going to happen here because now each state decides whether or not they're going to put this, you know, because it'll be similar as the measles, polio shots. Uh, and uh, Governor Pritzker, we tried to find him yesterday. So listen to this. A reporter from Center Square, his name is Andrew, sent him out because he was an all slip for an event. And... Uh, he was the only media member there. Can you believe that? <laughs> and after the time at the lectern, Pritzker just walked away. He went on tour of the facility. Andrew went up to him, introduced himself, said, yes, sir, I'm from Center Square News. I want to talk to you. Pritzker said that there'll be a gaggle after the gaggle of reporters after the tour. There was no gaggle after the tour. Andrew went along with the tour and then was blocked from asking the governor any questions. And his staff ushered him out of the building then. Yeah, and that's a, p- a perfect example of trying to get questions answered from governor pritzker why can't parents be in charge of their their kids well darren bailey tweeted out as governor my administration will oppose mandating covid vaccines for grade school college and employment we all know the mandate candidate jb pritzker will force it on your kids because he thinks the government knows better than parents uh governor desantis has already chimed in saying it's not going to happen that he's not going to put the covid vaccine mandate on the list of child immunizations arizona carrie lake when i'm governor arizona will not be forcing covid shots into our children's arms or filthy masks on their beautiful faces you know the cdc hasn't provided any i think reputable um kind of uh, uh 
they haven't been able to show that this has been effective in kids or babies, the, the COVID uh, shots, and they can't back it up. So I don't see where they where they run on this. Oh, and we're pushing for it here. Yeah. Kids ages 5 to 11. This is from the Chicago Health Department yesterday. Please come and get your vaccine. Get your boosters. The bivalent booster. And remember, they came out with this new uh, Halloween-themed uh, PSA right, to that get was, your booster. That's scary. Hello, Dracula here. And you need to get the new COVID bivalent booster. It's the only COVID vaccine to protect against the current Omicron strains and original strains of the virus. None of the other vaccines or boosters can do that. And they can possibly protect against future variants too. It's called the bivalent booster. And you need to get it now to protect yourself and your family from this fall, winter, and most importantly, Halloween. If you haven't gotten the booster after Labor Day, then you didn't get the bivalent booster. So make the decision. Get the bivalent booster. Omicron, more like Nomicron. Be shy, then. Get the bivalent. Yeah, and they, in this, you know, I mean, there's such a bizarre wow. public service yeah. announcement from the health department right. to try to get you. But, you know, that's what they do. They dress up they try as to be fun and funny. Yeah. Two, week, two years ago, and now they came out with this. And uh, they're saying that you got to stay ahead of the virus. Well, Marty Macri from John Hopkins School of Medicine was on with Tucker Carlson, and uh, said there's no data to support this. Well, there's certainly no clinical data. They've got data from eight mice on the Omicron vaccine in young people. And the child vaccine story is essentially a story of bypassing clinical data, which is why many of us are asking, why even have an FDA? Why do we even right. do clinical trials? Right now, we've got pharma saying, hey, we did a study. We're going to give you the top line of the press release. We're going to call the White House. And the White House then calls the FDA and the CDC and tells them to get in line. They bought 170 million doses of this new Omicron vaccine. There has never been a vaccine added to the child immunization schedule without solid clinical evidence that it reduces disease significantly in the community. The COVID vaccine in children will be the first. It will be added with no clinical data. And many of us that are saying, hey, let's see the data, we're basically told, stop asking questions. And there have been some adverse reactions to people who've gotten the shot. When I got the shot, because I'm allergic to PEG, my face blew up. I was in triage for an hour 45. And the nurse was just shaking her head. She's like, I have seen this so many times. I said, so this isn't rare. And they took my oxygen level, my heartbeat was was racing, and they would not let me leave the facility until they gave me Benadryl, uh, EpiPen, um, and they would not let me leave until my symptoms were gone. You know, the the thing that was that 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 I find odd about this whole vaccine deal and how people, you know, it became a a, a an issue between the right and the left. You know, freedom of choice. Yeah, I, and I believe that you you if it's good for you, do it. I don't care. You do you. I'll do me. But uh, a, a partner of mine that used to work on the radio with me, one, actually the most famous partner I had, a couple years ago, um, Walgreens is giving out flu shots. They'll give it to you, but they want to do it on the air. They want to do it on the air, and they want to do it so you have a oh, digital component. Like where, that colonoscopy you got yeah, on the air, right? It's a, you know, it's on social media, so they can see. And, and, and you know, this is some years ago, and, and I'm like, I, I really don't do shots. I don't get flu shots. But they said, hey, we're going to give you 500 bucks. I said, put that needle in my arm. <laughs> so but got, here, here. The, did you have any adverse reactions? No, no, not to this one. But um, now the, the, the woman that I was working with, she was... I don't do flu shots. I don't. I, I'm, I'm opposed. I don't get. Every time I get a flu shot, I get sick. But when when uh, 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 COVID came around, you gotta get your shot. And I'm like, well, what changed? 
What changed between now and then? You know, and if, and if I, and I'm, no, I'm not getting a COVID shot. I take care of my body. I take care of myself. My immune system will work for itself. I'm not going to kill you. You know, what's going to kill you is probably the McDonald's. We turned into yeah. hating each other. Exactly. So this is Mark, uh, the, the doctor, about, you know, adverse reactions to the vaccination. And remember, one in 5,000 vaccine doses results in a severe adverse event, according to data from overseas, from Germany, because we don't fund that research in the U.S. And in Israel, they took 283 people who got myocarditis from the vaccine. One of them died. Two were in the ICU. So if thousands of people are going to get myocarditis from this indiscriminate vaccination in young, healthy people, we're going to see some unintended harm. All right. So with more on this, let's welcome back to the program Dr. Roger Klein. He's expert with the Regulatory Transparency Projects, FDA and Health Working Group, former director of molecular oncology at the Cleveland Clinic, former advisor to the FDA, CDC, CMS and HHS. You know what that is? That's a BFD. <laughs> And he uh, joins us now on our turnkey.pro answer line. Good morning, Dr. Klein. How are you? Good. Hi, hi, Amy. Hi, Ray. Hi. So is the CDC, I mean, it's a 15 to 0 vote. Who are these people that are voting and deciding what is right or wrong for our children? Well, they're, they're efforts. You know, I think I, I think there might be a sort of an exaggerated sense of alarm. And in the, in the, in the one you know, the one comment I would, I would make is it is a recommendation, and I... Um, you know, it seems as if it may be premature since we don't know how this whole thing is going to evolve, but it's not a mandate. Yes, but when you live in a democratic state like we do, whatever the CDC suggests or recommends becomes a mandate. So what kind of studies have they done to prove that COVID is COVID vaccines are effective for children? Well, I think I think it's really a combination of, of empirical data, but also expert opinion. And I I think so. It's not the first respiratory virus to be added uh, to the schedule. Influenza is also there, and they sounds like they're treating it more or less like the flu. All right. Well, what about RSV then? Because right now, I mean, watching the news locally and nationally, they led with that last night that hospitals are being inundated with kids, uh, five and younger, who have RSV. Is that because we kept them away from other people so they couldn't, uh, you know, build up their immune system? My well, I I mean that could could be part of it. I I, I mean RSV has been a problem for uh, you know for a long time. It can be very severe in, in young people and you know very young, uh, older kids, older folks. It's not um, typically a, a a serious problem. But again, I you know I don't I the 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 influenza vaccine is you know is often uh, marginally effective and it's still and it's on that schedule. So I, that that's why I, I you know I I. Thing. I, in my view, it's probably a bit premature only because we, you know, I, I, my sense of this is truthfully that it, it's not that virulent. And when we have sufficient exposures and we've built sufficient immunity, it's probably going to be more like a cold. And I think that's what a lot of people experience now. Well, when, when was the last time they added a, a recommendation to the child vaccination list? I mean, you have your, you know, your measles, your your rubella. You've got the list, uh, polio. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that question, but i I think I think that it's not not necessarily um, reasonable to compare uh, to compare it to measles. I mean, it's never been like measles in the sense that once you either get it or get it get immunized, um, you uh, you know you're immune, and not not only like that, but you know, measles is very severe. 
Uh, typically, COVID isn't for kids, and measles can cause a lot of problems. And, and you know, you, you can get it at, you know, college kids, and you know, sometimes you see CPAP breaks, and people can get quite sick. So, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know when the last was added, but I don't, but again, I, you know, I would equate it more to the flu, to influenza, which is on the schedule, and it's an expert opinion. I think they said it, you know, expert opinion is, is a component of that to the extent that you actually believe uh, in expert opinion versus, um, you know, having really hard evidence, you, you, might, you might want to push back. Um, I think we've, we've spoken on this program before about uh, my view of, of uncritical of it, um, or, or um, blind acceptance of expert uh, viewpoints, but, but I think that's where we are. Do you think we ever go down this path again? Um, because you know, we look back, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, at, at, at the onset of this, everybody was scared. I think they had reason to be. But do you think that something like this happens again, where you have lockdowns, you have stay six feet apart, you have wear masks? I mean, I, I mean, is it foreseeable that this could happen again in the future? Well, we hope not. We're certainly going to have epidemics. I mean, we we have had epidemics and pandemics, if not as severe. Uh, with the with the extent to which people travel, it, it you know one would think that that uh, we're even more set up for it. I mean, this, we haven't had anything this bad since since you know nineteen eighteen nineteen twenty. You know the Spanish flu uh, epidemic, but but uh, and we I think you know a lot of us were lulled into a sense of complacency. But you have people who have been talking about this for years, especially with concern about about a strain of uh, influenza, for example, to which. Uh, uh, people would have limited immunity that could cause really a lot of harm, and they've been talking about a universal flu vaccine for quite some time. That, that's where people thought it would come from, is influenza, and we're sort of blindsided by this new uh, this new virus that that we hadn't seen before. Well, and then let's go back to the you know putting the COVID vaccine on the recommended child vaccination list. Kids are the lowest risk group out there, so why do this? Why can't we just move on? Why can't the CDC just move on? Well, I, I, I mean, we could, you know, and my, my, I've always thought that it, it, um, you know, it really should be optional. And of course, we don't, you know, we, I don't even think all of it's approved. I think part of some of it might be under an authorization still. But I, I, I you know, it's, it's a legitimate point, and you know, I think it ought to be uh, probably optional. But this is a recommendation, and 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 it doesn't mean that states have to mandate it. Uh, and and you're right, and and, and there is. The other thing is, it, it, it's not bad to get these these exposure to these viruses because, it, especially when you're young, because you build that's how you build immunity, and that's how it does turn into a less severe uh, severe disease. On the other hand, if you're vaccinated and you uh, and you get infected, which we know we all know happens plenty uh, and, and will continue to happen, um, probably less severe, in, in even in kids. Look, I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not the guy that's going to have kids coming to my house uh, at Halloween. That's giving out, you know, fresh fruit or dried fruit or things like that. <laughs> I want kids to be kids. But in, in in the society that we live in, where everything is a, we we live in a thirty second society where there's a Taco Bell on every corner. What what is the advice you could give to kids? Not only kids, but you know, people of the, of this country that that can work to make themselves healthier, so we don't have the uh, high rate of diabetes and the heart disease because that's what's really and killing obesity. You know, it's, it's it's amazing. I mean. It would seem to me, if anything, we should teach kids at a young age about better nutrition. I, I absolutely agree with you. We have to treat 
teach their parents about better nutrition, <laughs> but we also need to teach them about drugs. Because suddenly, even people are sudden, suddenly everybody's uh, smoking marijuana. I don't know if you're yeah. aware yeah. of that, but I mean, oh, no. You, you, I see people, you, people don't drink down the street on a Tuesday afternoon, but people are smoking. Vaping, yeah. I smell marijuana everywhere now. Yeah, there's some very, uh, you, you know, ter- there, there's some um, very disturbing data about about really high use rates in uh, in young people, which I, I think doesn't bode well. So, so there's a lot of things to worry about. I think COVID is probably down uh, uh, much farther than uh, than, than uh, some of the others. Well, could it be could could it be that they're pushing this because they have 170 million doses of this new bivariant booster? And they have to get rid of them. I, I, I would hope not. I mean, I, I you know, the, I've been on these types of committees. I, I mean, CDC can give, you know, sort of guide the, the discussion. You know, somebody might uh, might dissent if, if they don't agree. But, I, you know, one would hope that they're, they're, they're really making an honest assessment. It's just, it's just different than, um, you know, different than, than, than others may, may see it. All right, Roger Klein, Dr. Roger Klein. He has been a former director of molecular oncology at the Cleveland Clinic, former advisor to the FDA, CDC, CMS, and HHS. Again, a long resume there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this morning, doctor. We appreciate it. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560, The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today. Tickets are on sale now for Freedom Summit 2022. Get yours today at freedomsummitchicago.com. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. Have you been uh, monitoring our text line there? You know, and I, I see Because we're paying you to do that, sir. You guys, are paying, you guys are paying me just to fill space. <laughs> Look, I love how you have to lean into the screen because... I don't have my glasses. Do you want my cheaters? Yeah. No, I don't Actually, want those. I, I want, what right, do you mean? We'll I, I don't want here. those. Put them on. I look like Elton John. Oh, you, my God. Oh, you know what? You look great. You need to clean these things. I, mean, <laughs> I feel you like actually, singing Crocodile Rock. You know what? You I want to take a picture of you. Right. Oh, this is, is my hair this okay? This is great for radio, I'm sure. Is my hair okay? Your hair looks great. Those glasses look good on you. Here you go. Look. All right. Hey, they do. They yeah. do. They're called peepers. That's what that's what they're called. I look right. like John Williams, only smarter. <laughs> so keep them coming with the text message because this is a story that I don't think any men are going to care about, but you should because your women wear active wear. Do you? you what, did your girl wear active wear? First I know of Keith all, Keith Conrad's wife Misty. She wears active wear all the time. Well, you talk about a guy that's flying way over the rim. What? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when when those two got married, and, and uh, Marcus, the boss here, you know, uh-huh. he officiated. I was like, how in the? This just goes to show you that there's a there's a nut for every bolt. I mean, how this guy <laughs> scored this every... woman, I don't know. But uh, you know, it, it, she is she is lovely, and she's got one of the nicest necks I've ever seen in my life. Neck, okay, that's yeah. just creepy. Yeah, I know. First, you're talking guy. about Keith's hands, and now Misty's he, neck. Well, he knows because we uh, we have we have Twitter conversations uh, quite often. So, but. Uh, no, yeah, my girl does wear active wear. She goes from sweats to the yoga pants. Back and, to and, sweats. Yeah, and she, you know, it's always, uh, you know, uh, business on the top, party on the bottom because she works from home, has to do the conference oh, calls. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. She'll be running around doing whatever she does. 
because she works like for out of an eight-hour day, she actually works for the company that pays her like the half hour with this new work-from-home model, uh-huh. and she gets done in the gym, and then she runs upstairs like, I gotta do my hair because I have a conference call, and then I can go, and then we can go for a dog walk. I'm like, okay. I like this. So she's got it all figured out. Oh, she does. All right. Well, for a good number of women, taking part in physical activity without a sports bra would be uncomfortable. But now it turns out exercising with a sports bra can be even worse. Are you you ready for this? According to the Center for Environmental Health, one bra can expose its wear to 22 times the safe limit of BPA, which is known to cause, you know, BPA. You want to avoid BPA and... And everything, and your shampoo and everything. Oh. Um, it can cause asthma, heart disease, obesity. So the companies that they found included that included the toxic chemical in their sports bra, Athleta, Pink, Asics, North Face, Brooks, All in Motion, Nike, and Fila. So basically every sports yeah. bra on the market is can, contains BPA, which over time, if you wear it, but people, when we put on our sports bras, we wear it all day long. Which is bad. We shouldn't do that. I guess now we... So they're asking us to limit the time that we spend in active wear and that you should change out of your active wear right away after your workout. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty free around the house. I don't know if any bra's getting wore that much, but you you talk about all the uh, the PBAs and all the... the, the I mean, she the is PBAs. so... Oh. She is She is all, um, you know, in tune with that stuff. We... The way I eat, Amy, I'm telling you, we only eat free-range chicken that's died in its sleep. I mean, the way this chick runs my life, it is unbelievable. Did you have a funeral first for the chicken? (laughs) And then you can eat it? No, we eat chicken. So you don't have any processed foods? No, none. I saw you have a, a post- of what you're feeding your dogs. Yeah, later well, today. we have we have high maintenance dogs. They're both rescues, and and they're very they're my, adorable. My, my one dog is allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. So the the way this woman feeds these dogs because these are her kids. It, we've got like like pork shoulder cooking in the crock pot. I come down, it smells great. There's a uh, there's this morning. This this is on my Facebook. You can go to Ramblin' Ray and see the video okay. I posted. But I mean, the the crock pot smells amazing. It's not for me. It's for the dogs. <laughs> then there's a cinnamon coffee cake, like an Entenmann's cake. You know, oh, the intimates, that. but that's not for me because we're having a, a block party tomorrow. So that's because we don't eat like that around the house. I have to go. I have to sneak over to Sonic to have an M&M Reese's blast every now and then. I'm not kidding you. That's how we roll in this house. But that's why I'm not like your average regular radio Well, guy. you better tell your uh, girlfriend or your partner or life partner to watch out with the active wear. She should take it. I mean, tell her. I'm going to tell her when I get home. Take that off. It's killing you. <laughs> And I want to see other things. <laughs> All right, on to more important things. Carrie Lake, as you know, is an Iowa Hawkeye, where I'm very biased because I went to school and graduated with her, which I didn't even realize that was her until somebody said, they said, hey, you know what, Jacobson, you guys graduated together mm-hmm. from Iowa in the same major. Well, she, as you know, she is running for governor of Arizona, and she's her, her opponent, Katie Hobbs, will not debate her. This is the first time, I, I think, in 40 years plus that there's not a gubernatorial debate in Arizona. And Katie Hobbs, who's also the, currently the Secretary of State, she's got a very she's got a very high voice. Okay. And here's part of her reason why she won't do it. They're not going to look at and their yeah. ballot. And well, say, she just came it, and Katie sat Hobbs down. Hobbs didn't debate her opponent. She just came and sat down with me and, and answered my questions for for a lot of minutes. Um, yeah. A lot of Democrats are questioning your decision. And they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? 
That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. So that's what she's afraid of, that Carrie Lake, who's a very polished person. I mean, she was on the air for 12 years. Uh, she anchored the 10 o'clock news at Fox mm-hmm. in Phoenix. And uh, she's from a farm. She's one of nine. She's the youngest of nine girls from a farm in Iowa. Went to University of Iowa and then, you know, did what we all did. And you moved to different markets. And But she made Arizona her home. And she explained yesterday the real reason why Katie Hobbs, current secretary of state of Arizona, is not debating her. Against a twice convicted racist who cost the state taxpayers $3 million because of her hatred for people of color. She paid a woman of color in her office $30,000 less than men doing the same job. Mm -hmm. Last week, we learned she held a slave auction, a mock slave auction in high school. We saw her running from a black reporter hiding in the bathroom from him. I'm not going to lose this election because I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs. I'm going to talk to Katie Hobbs right after we're done. Arizona will never elect a racist like Katie Hobbs. My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. I love her. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result (laughs) because the people will never, the people of Arizona will never support and vote for a coward like Katie Hobbs who won't show up on a debate stage. She's single-handedly destroying a 20-year tradition of gubernatorial debates because of her cowardice. So I I know already no momentum behind her. The polls are in our favor, and we're going to win this election. I'm 100% confident of that. We have the idea. I mean, she, they try to get Carrie Lake every way that they can, the mainstream media, and she fights back beautifully. Yeah, I, You know what? I think that uh, you, sounded like, it. you sounded like Trump right there. Beautifully. Fantastically. Beautifully. <laughs> oh, wow. She's good. The best. Huge. <laughs> hugely. But uh, you, 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 I think that, and, and I think sometimes this gets people in trouble, me especially, but I always like, if, if there's something going on, I want to be there. I want to talk. I want to be center stage. And, and let's go. Let's go at it. And it kind of bummed me out the other night after the uh, the uh, um, debate here that I watched on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Because we're too cheap to have, uh, uh, you know, WGN on at the house. Sorry, I watched um, it on YouTube, too. But I, at, at your behest, I watched. And, and I didn't like that Bailey didn't come to the post-show, whatever the heck they call it. Oh, the post. Yeah. Well, to talk to reporters. Right. I didn't think he had to. Well, you know what? And, and I get why you wouldn't want to, because that uh, eyebrow guy with the gray hair with the big black bushy eyebrows, that Paul Lisnick, uh-huh. it was pretty one-sided. You know? I, I, I mean, give me a little fair and balance here. Well, who do you think won that debate? You know, Since I, you didn't watch the first. The first one, Darren Bailey just walked all over Governor Pritzker. I, I think that... I think that that Bailey probably made a mistake by saying, "Let's rename Chicago to Pritzkerville." That's a little hokey. It's a little, um, yeah, that's, but, but, that didn't sit well with me there. You know, and like, I can't uh, be biased. I can't be, you know, uh, I can't be open minded about this because I just don't like JV Pritzker. So no matter what this guy does, he's never going to win in my eyes. Uh, but he seemed a little more human at the end when they said, "What's what's one attribute about your candidate that you like?" He did, and when he said, "You know, you've been with your high school sweetheart." Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I'm like, no, yeah, that's the most human thing he's ever said. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Where prob- he acts like he's one of us. He's not, he's one, not of us. one of us. You know, and, and I would like him more if he would just own that he's not one of us. I know, but how did how did Trump, because Trump's a millionaire, not mm-hmm. a billionaire, how did he relate to so many working class Americans when JB cannot? You bring up such a good point because, you know, and, and I used to, my old uh, talk radio partner and I would argue about this all day long. You know, most people, if they ran into Donald Trump 
you know, I, I live a lot of a lot of my life gets lived in Wisconsin and rural America, you know, Western yeah. Illinois. And and if 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 most men met this guy in a bar, they'd want to kick his ass. Who Trump? Yeah. If they he met him in a bar. No, but I'm just drink. saying, if oh, yeah. you if you met this guy and you really and he because I I met him before he was president. I, oh, I, me too. I met know, him before. He right. was always charming. Always makes you feel. He reminds me of Bill Clinton. But, makes you feel like you're the most important yeah. person in the room. But you know the thing is, is that I, I think people like him because he ran the country like a business. He yep. he you know he wasn't he's not a politician. He slashed all of the red tape. And and you you have to be some kind <laughs> For of a small fool. businesses. To not think that, I mean, to look at what's going on in our life right now. I mean, just look at the results. People vote with their pocketbook. We live in a results-driven economy and country. Look at where we are. And everybody yeah, on is the Is anybody's left, life better everybody because on Biden's the left been say, Oh, no, that's what, Biden, that's what Biden inherited. No. If there was a mess that was inherited, it's because, you know, the, the Democrats shut everything down for Trump. And, and, you know, so what do we do? We bring in COVID. We ruin the economy. It was ridiculous. I mean, the guy, from the time he got in office, he was chastised and beaten up. I mean, it was brutal. And he was never a politician. But beforehand, you know, he's taking pictures with Al Sharpton, Oprah Winfrey loves him. Everybody loves him. But he becomes a president. A New York Democrat becomes a, a Republican. A businessman yeah. became president. Yeah. And the left lost they their minds. Because, well, no, we can't. Yeah. This isn't. This is we've never had this before. It it really it just goes to show you how fickle and and really ridiculous the society we live in is. No, oh, because they didn't like his tweets, and I didn't like some of his tweets, and I didn't like some things that yeah. he did. But then he did other things where, you know, the bottom line, our lives were better yeah. when he was president. Never drove a, he the, never drove a woman into a you know into a into an ocean or off a bridge. Bob in Buffalo Grove, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, uh, Amy. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call, and good to hear you rambling, Ray. Thanks, brother. We, I don't know if you remember, uh, we we saw each other years ago at a Sox game. Um, I t- texted you several comments to your uh, topics today with regards to Carhartts and rocket science and the Hispanic. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them all. Yeah, thanks. But now, but you, you hit on a new one. Uh, uh, you were talking about Carrie Lake. I really, really hope she makes oh, it on the national scene. It's just uh, she's going to be really great if she becomes governor because she's uh, what I heard last night. I saw her on one of the um, news programs, and they were referring to her as a female, a female Donald Trump. She doesn't take anything uh, and gives it right back to the media. Yep. And since she's a journalist, she knows how it operates. So I'm really hoping, uh, Amy, you can get her on your program. So We're trying. Your fellow classmate, your fellow classmate, you can talk about her campaign and what's been going on in the country. Yep. And for both of you, have a great weekend. Thanks, it's going to be nice weather. The last, what do you call it, um, Indian summer? I don't know if we can call it that we can't anymore. Call, my God, Bob, what oh, kind oh, of man oh, are you? Can't say, you can't say you sit in right? style. You have to say crisscross Chris applesauce. applesauce. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. Take take care. Appreciate it. Yeah. She's just. Carrie Lake is so impressive, and which when she becomes governor of Arizona and she's successful, I can see her running for president one day. She's from Iowa too. Yeah. She worked on a farm. <laughs> she knows how it works. Uh, Tim and Crystal Lake, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, you guys should catch the interview with Dana uh, White, and when he talks about Trump and how Trump got behind him, that's why people love Donald Trump. He didn't have to show up to the events, but he did to help a guy out. Yep. All right. Thanks, it's Tim. A phenomenal interview. All right. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Let's go to Vince in St. Charles. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. 
Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, President Trump, he was, he understood the working man. I don't know how he did it, but he wanted to put us to work. He cared about the people that were here. He wanted to put us to work. When he had that truckers week, I think it was, he put the FedEx and the UPS, I said this before, together, non-union and union truckers together. That never happens by any other presidents of one side or the other. He cares about the people that are here. He wants to put us to work. He wants us to work. He doesn't want us to be home. He wants us to work. He wants to take care of people that are here and that are working. That's yep, why we have the lowest said. unemployment rate for black Americans, Absolutely. lowest unemployment Absolutely. rate for Absolutely. Hispanic Americans under President right. Trump. Sure. People were working. They were prospering. Gas was $2.32. Remember those days? Did, did anyone... Do you remember that? Does anybody just... And, and I don't think people realize. I don't know if men realize. You guys need to go to the grocery store. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hemorrhaging cash. Yeah. Uh, honestly, and now we're back to basically we used to eat when we were getting because uh, my kids went to CPS. So I got an EBT card for each kid mm-hmm. and received hundreds of dollars. A you month. get your kids EPT test? No, EBT card. Oh, all right. <laughs> Stuff. And um, that we were eating filet mignon. I'd bring some in for Quinn. We were eating, you know, just prime steak. You know, we, we were eating well. Now we're eating chicken. Not, free-range chicken. Not free-range chicken like you. No, you know, has anybody, if you haven't seen, there was a tweet put out yesterday by uh, Senator Bernie Sanders talking about how uh, uh, oil companies are gouging Americans and the profits they are taking are ridiculous, and that's where the problem lies. It doesn't lie with President Bush. It lies with the big oil companies. You know, and he compared the price of oil a barrel of oil to the gas prices from 10 years ago, and he did the same for today, saying that it's, well, obviously it's big corporations. Oh, uh, it's a so, co- corporate so that's, greed. That's yeah. what we want to do. We want to drive away business. That's that's what we want to do. But I, my question, and of course I won't get a, a, a retort to this uh, reply to the tweet, was, well, are the prices the same for, for, uh, for workers, for producing the oil, for transportation, for vehicles that move all this? Is it the same as it was 10 years ago? No. no. Everything's increased. But we're now reliant on foreign oil and President Biden begging on his knees to the Saudi king saying, please produce more oil, more oil and instead... They, they cut production in half. You know what you do, though? You got an election coming up. Go to that strategic well a couple times. That'll get you some votes. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM 560. The Answer. There you go. Clean out that instrument, man. Oh, is this on? Oh, hi. Good morning. Amy Jacobson here. In for Dan Proft is the one and only Ray Stevens. I uh, have a text message here on the uh, AM 560 Answer Matrix Balance in Nature Mike Lindell My Pillow text line. It says, Ray, I loved uh, Guitars and in the Streak. Any new songs? And, and you know, what that is is tell them what that is. Yes, yeah, it, it, Ray Stevens is a uh, parody singer, a country singer uh, from years ago. So whoever this texture is, is super super old uh-huh. and probably can barely walk. But it's like get some good material. I mean, it's like you don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah, it's a, it's a fake radio name. My real name is Ray Stayskull. Is it really? Yeah, Stayskull uh, from West Chicago. I am in the uh, West Chicago uh, Hall of Fame, West oh. Chicago High School Hall of Fame. Oh, you are. And uh, the only reason I use Stevens is because back when they used to do ratings. And people had to remember what your name was. They need to made it. May, they need, they needed an easy recall name. So I called myself Ray Stevens, and my parents are still pissed at me. Wow! Because yeah. Ray Stakehold. That's not a Stakehold. Stakehold. Yeah. 
That's not a bad name. No, but, but it you, doesn't have the same but, pop. You know, as I had Ray Stevens. I, I, I had all sorts of nicknames. People call me Stace. They call me Steak. So. Yeah, but but you know what? Better material for you. We expect more out of an AM five sixty answer than well, that. Well, people, I mean, people change their names all the time yeah. on TV. Yeah, Dick K is really Ed Snodgrass. Is that right? But Dick and he wanted the name Dick, and his wife's name is K. Okay, so he went with that. Nice. So we could do a whole segment yeah. about people's real names. Well, when I when I used to work at uh, at Lalay, it was Ramundo Sanchez. You you worked yeah. at Lalay? Hey man, I worked at WVON. You worked at Lalay? I worked at VON. Oh, I was on VON once yeah. with, uh, what was his name? Clifford. Oh, God. Cliff Kelly. Cliff Kelly. I love Cliff. I think he passed away. Yeah. I worked, I worked with Kelly. Herb Kent, the He was cool so nice gent. to me. I was an intern. Wow. Yeah. And, okay. and Elroy Sparks was the, uh, was the general manager, and he's like, why, should you, uh, why do you think you should work here? I said, because I'm white. You need to fill out an EOE form. <laughs> okay. I go, you guys, I go, you, gotta, you have to hire me. And it worked. Uh, well, let's move on to our next guest. <laughs> How's that for a radio transition? That's not like very that? good. That's not, it's horrible. It's not, yeah. horrible. I get a thumbs down. <laughs> All right, well, as you know, we have this election coming up yeah. November 8th. And uh, already polling places are open. A super site downtown has been open for weeks. It, it's not election day now. It's election month. Right. And I hate that because the longer a system is up, it makes it more vulnerable. And one thing that's going on in Illinois that you do not know about uh, you've got to hear about it, and that's why we're bringing our next guest in, Christy Svensson. She's owner of Svensson Law Offices and the Republican. She's an, also a Republican election attorney. Oh, boy. And she's part of this lawsuit because, uh, good morning, Ms. Svensson. Can you explain to everyone what's going on in Illinois when it comes to mail-in ballots? Hey, yeah, good morning, Amy and Ray. So this is a really great case. Uh, in May of this year, with Judicial Watch, uh, we filed a complaint in federal court, the Northern District of Illinois, speaking with and declaratory relief about this Illinois election law that allows ballots to be counted and received 14 days after Election Day. Uh, we've got three plaintiffs, one of whom is sitting congressman. It's Mike Bost for the 12th Congressional. Um, and basically what we're saying is that the state law, so Illinois passed a law in 2005 expanding this right by allowing um, receipt and counting of mail-in ballots 14 days after the election day. Uh, we're saying that this state law is superseded by federal law. And people should know, um, here's a little history lesson on this. Yeah. More than 175 years ago, Congress established by law that the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November uh, is election day for federal election purposes. And then it became in vogue with all these blue state legislatures about 20 years ago to do just what you said, Amy, expand election day into election month. Um, and so it's outrageous. Um, we're very excited about our case. We have pending what's called a uh, motion for partial summary judgment, claiming that there are no disputed facts and we should be entitled to judgment as a matter of law. That's currently pending in front of the judge. So, so, so is this um, has this been so this passed into law? You said in two thousand and five. Has this been going on for years, and people just never fought back before? Oh, it's been going on for years, right? I mean, ever since '05, it's been going on. And, I mean, frankly, this law should have been challenged a long time ago in this right. state. It has been challenged in a few other states, I believe. I believe in California. I, I'm not sure about that. Um, but, yes, this should have been. And also, as you said, I mean, because we're challenging the receipt of ballots that are coming in after Election Day. We know that the harm that's done by that is irreparable, right? I mean, um, it, it, it's vote dilution is what it is. Your vote doesn't count um, because it's being diluted by ballots 
that were cast after Election Day that shouldn't be counted. It also encourages election fraud, right? Yep. Because, um, right, if someone knows that they're down by X amount of votes, there are instances of this. I mean, talk to Frank DeFranco, if you're familiar with that case. Yeah, tell us about he that. He ran for circuit. Oh, sure. And I don't, I don't know the intricacies of his case. I'm not his lawyer, but um, this is, that's a gentleman who ran for circuit court judge in 2020 uh, and was up by a nice margin on election night as a Republican. And, you know, somehow, I mean, his lead dwindled even, I want to say, on the 13th or 14th day after ballots were allowed to come in. I mean, why are ballots coming in 14 days after an election day? But it has to be and postmarked so, you know, he, on the election day, correct? Let's, let's, I'm glad you brought that up. That was one of my next points. It is supposed to be postmarked, but if there's extrinsic evidence that, um, meaning the voter signs it and dates it by election day and there's no postmark on it, it's guess what? It's counted. I've witnessed that myself at the State Board of Elections, and the Cook County Board of Elections. Why is that counted? Um, so, yeah, he lost his election. I believe his case is still pending in the state and the federal courts. Um, so so there are real problems here, and it's about time that the federal courts step in and say, no more. I mean, our, our rogue legislature shouldn't be allowed to get away with this. You know, you, you, we talk about this. And, it's and, just you, amazing. People don't, know, real, don't realize this. Here in, I think the rest of the world in the last election cycle got to see what Chicago goes through over and over again. You know, the old, you know, vote early and vote often, uh, dead people vote and things like that. How do you it's keep, just we have to clean our voter rolls. How do you how do you keep an eye on this? I know that that uh, I've been uh, uh, party to uh, to some uh, really interesting groups of people that have gotten together that have become election judges. That there's going to be hopefully a good amount of them. I know that they're still in need in Cook County and in the outer lying counties. But how do you how do you watch this? And do you see any evidence of, of ballot tampering and things like that that are so obvious that you just got to toss it in the trash? Well, um, first speaking to your movement to clean the voter rolls, Judicial Watch has been successful in our state in a lawsuit to clean the voter rolls. That's a whole separate issue. But when you say ballot tampering, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, there's there's so many things that people can get away with these days, check washing and things like that. Can 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 ballots be changed if somebody mails them in, if they get into nefarious hands? Can stuff like that happen? I mean, what do you see as far as, as ballots that uh, don't get counted because they seem to, to not be, uh, uh, you know, they seem to be below board, so to speak? Well, yeah. So I've been in back, um, you know, in the back rooms of Cook County Board of Elections. And I, I honestly will tell you, as I sit here right now, I couldn't tell you because there's this chain of custody rule. There's all these ballots behind closed doors. I, I really don't know what goes on behind closed doors and if something is going on behind closed doors and, and how you prove it. It's very easy to make the allegation, but it's a much more difficult mm-hmm. thing to prove. Well, now, since you said that you're a Republican election judge, do you or do you not have to be vaccinated and do you have to wear a mask on Election Day? So I'm not sitting as a, a Republican election judge. I'm just a Republican election attorney this cycle. Okay. So I don't know whether or not you need to be vaccinated. That's a very good question. I'm sure it's on the, you know, the website. Well, I have an answer because I talked to uh, the man who's taking Jim <laughs> Allen's position at the Chicago Board of Elections. I spoke with him on the phone. He said, if you're an early voting official, so that is a two week hired position, you have to be vaccinated, no religious exemptions. And um, that's, that's part of it because it's a paid job. They pay you $17 an hour. It's a two week gig. But if you're an early voting official, you have to be vaccinated. But if you're an election judge on Election Day, 
you don't have to be. But can you believe in like in this day and age we're at low transmission rate as a city and as a county that we're still doing this ridiculousness? It's absolutely outrageous. I mean, what a farce. And even didn't even um, our esteemed governor lift some of those oh, yeah. rules and those, those restrictions? And restrictions, yeah. yes. Yeah. But but it doesn't pertain to... Not, not when it comes to an election judge, yes. Well, I talked to somebody in the at the Board of Elections, I'm not going to tell you who it was, who has now left because Governor Pritzker, he back in March of 17, after they shut down, remember they shut, it was St. Patrick's Day? It was actually St. Patrick's Day was the primary. Right. They shut down all the bars. They shut down all our schools. They shut down our churches. But they had the election. And I will never forget, I was at Wells Park, and we were on top of each other. It was hot in there. Right. People were coughing. And I'm like, if there was ever a super spreading event, this is it. And this said person, who I'm not going to mention, tell Pritzker, we can't do this. You, you just shut everything down and you're doing this? And he said, Pritzker told him, well, everyone's tired and we, we need to get this done. That's what they said. Well, too bad because DeVore out in, um, or DeWitt out in Ohio, they postponed their election, their primary six weeks. And then people voted mostly uh, by ballots, but they did have an actual in-person election. But everybody just had to stand six feet feet apart. apart, But this person was so upset with Pritzker and that he wouldn't move the election that he just said, I'm done here and and quit his job. And now lives in a different state. So it's crazy. And then also, did you hear about this? This is insane. So this vote by jail. So there's a group. It's a pro-safety act group. And guess who they're funded by? George Soros, oh, George Soros, the Ford Foundation, right. MacArthur Foundation. It's called the Chicago Votes Action Fund. And they're going into jails to register uh, prisoners to vote. And so far, sure. one day alone, they got 94 new voters. So in Illinois, convicted felons in prison are not allowed to vote until completion of their sentence. But accused, crim- accused criminals awaiting trial can, can vote. Yeah. So they're, they, they're recruiting people and they're Zoom training these volunteers to go into highly populated jails in Illinois and registering them to vote. And you know how, what they're going to tell them, too. You should vote Democratic. Of course. They'll use whatever loopholes they can do. We get the representation. As our good friend Dan Prof likes to say, well, we get the rep- representation that we deserve. When are we going to invite the, you know, vote these fools out of office? Christina, uh, my, my next question for you is this, and this came off of something that happened on my Twitter account the other day, and it was a, a gentleman said that his son had already early voted and that his son was a uh, mostly progressive, as a lot of young kids tend to be, but um, they took into account the lockdowns, what happened to his last year of high school. His oh, life was basically... Don't ever forget yeah. what he did. <laughs> so he said that that's taken an effect on some of the younger voters, and there seems to be a, a backlash to what happened in the state with young voters. Do you have any way to corroborate any of that uh, from your position i don't i'm glad i mean that's interesting to hear um because i had been reading articles and you know various literature that that younger people had been kind of brainwashed to, to lean left and vote left so but but it, what you're saying makes sense to me how would they not be out, outraged that their live that their lives were taken away from them as young people we that's had basically eight, what they did eight days of eight yeah. days of school in 2020 2021 and I spoke at so many rallies, you know, open up our school you rallies. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> and at the one, and I've already said, all of you, I said, raise your hands if you're 16 or 17 years old right now. Raise your hand. And a, a large swath of the crowd did. And I said, I want you to never forget what Governor Pritzker did to you, ever. You didn't have your sports season. You didn't have graduation. You didn't have prom. You know, life, you know, just life events that you expect to have. For no reason. And they knew, they knew, and I know Dr. Zeke knew, they knew years 
ago that the group kids were the lowest risk group. They knew that and they kept that hidden. They knew that more kids would die from the flu. They knew more kids would die from RSV. And finally, on her last day, Dr. Nzike's last day, when you know they made her big announcement, everyone's crying because she's leaving. She admitted it. Yeah. She goes, well, COVID's not, you know, as bad as we thought. And more kids die from the flu and RSV. And I was pulling my hair out like they knew this, but they loved the power and they loved the control. That's right. And what I don't understand is why do people in Illinois not, I mean, we, you know, we live in a 24 seven news society or news cycle. Why don't you look at what's going on in Florida? People right, are or Utah, dying in or, Florida. Right. They were in right. school the whole year. Right. I went to a football game exactly. in Utah on Labor Day of 2020 and their kids were still going to school. They weren't wearing masks. And guess what? Nobody died. In Washington County, yeah. you look at the fatality rates. They, they had one kid die and that kid did not die from COVID. They died with COVID. And so it was just so unbelievable how different states handled it. And I don't think Pritzker should be rewarded for, for ruining people's lives. Well, I think, and I think that's where, I think that's where the, the, the disconnect with all this comes in and, and, and out is that the, the way that they were reported. Um, you know, going into it, we didn't know what was going on. I mean, I, I'll give and you. And I did my I, part. We all right. did my part. I got I, my kids vaccinated. Right, right. I, we did our part. And, I, and I'll give you a break on that at the beginning. But, you know, now when you start going into year number two, it just didn't make sense anymore. So, yeah, I, you're right. It's all about power. And it's about, again, why are we in the, uh, what is this, the 832nd uh, uh, consecutive disaster so it's 942 declaration? Yeah. days. 942 Crazy. days. There is no Crazy. emergency. So then when there is a real emergency, I'm not going to buy it right. because we're already under a state of exactly. emergency. We've had two Lala Paloozas and countless sporting events and big, large events. So anyway, all right, now I'm all hot. Under the <laughs> yeah, you get all up. You get crazy about this. Uh, all right, Christy Svensson, owner of Svensson. I love how I do the Swedish pronunciation. Owner of Svensson <laughs> Law Offices and a Republican election attorney. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Great to be with you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys. On AM 560, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Today at 3, right before Sean Thompson at 4 on AM 560, The Answer. It's my walk-up song, man. Nice, nice. Little Led Zeppelin to get the blood going on a Friday. Do you uh, do you have high school football tonight? Do you have a son that plays? I have uh, actually. Tomorrow's our last game of the regular season. Okay, so you and qualified then, for the playoffs? Yeah, nice. we're six and two. Okay, yeah, we lost to DePaul Prep and we lost to Lane Tech by two points. Oh. But my son's a kicker and a wide receiver. All right. <laughs> I, I sometimes have... he plays uh, safety. Nice. I have no, uh, I have no skin in the game anymore. But uh-huh. tonight it's, uh, it's a big game between Batavia, where my kid played, and uh, St. Charles North. Oh, so yeah, I, that's a big game. I think I'm going. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah, I always go and I look for single moms that have a son that's starting. <laughs> yeah, because because I, I just want to go watch football again. You know? <laughs> hey, listen, guess what? You don't, and I thank people that come to our games mm-hmm. that don't have kids. Was some people from the neighborhood they just bring their young sons, and and I said, yeah, let's, you want to have any questions about Amundsen? I'm here to. Tell you all about it. Right. We're you know one A plus school academically. We're getting better. This and that. Football programs taken off the what Coach Olson has done for that football program in the past four years has been nothing you know shy of a miracle. He's no. such a good man. And when my son won an award, my oldest son, he thanked Coach Olson, and everybody was crying. It, you, nothing better than the pure joy of the game. Yep. You know, before egos get involved, every kid's going to stand for the anthem. Friday That's night what lights. We do. Yeah, go go see <laughs> go see some local football tonight, man. It's yeah. fun. And I think, and I know you guys laugh at me because I'm friends with Ronnie Woo Woo, 
But Ronnie and Janice, they come to our games. And he wears his home uniform. Sometimes it is the Way Cubs uniform. He's still wearing the uniform. But he sits and watches a game and is a big supporter, and I love it. You want people to come and then you say that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Ronnie Boo Boo is a very nice man. He's a Chicago guy, okay? That's his, he's he's fun 83 as, years I old, know. please. He's a good Let's guy. have some he's respect as, for our He's elders. as fun as the Bucket Boys. The Bucket Boys. <laughs> no, Chug Chug the Comeback Clown. <laughs> Whatever happened to Chug Chug the Comeback Clown? Do you remember that guy? No. All right. Anyway, before we turn this more into a circus that it already has been yeah, today. What a kind of show we, is this? I know. We do have an election that is very important. We want to maintain or get back the Senate, I should say, and the House. And Ralph Warnock is in a tight race with Herschel Walker. And they had a debate the other day. I have supported our police officers. I've called them and I've prayed with their families like those officers lost in Cobb County when they were killed doing what police officers routinely do. You can support police officers as I've done through the COPS program, through the Invest to Protect program, while at the same time holding police officers, like all professions, accountable. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer. And... And, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, I gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers. <laughs> and at the same time... Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, no, 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 Mr. No, no. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, truth, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, truth, I, I, I need here. to let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight. Uh, I mean, these moderates, just mm. stop, let them respond. So he did respond. He sat down with Christian Welker from NBC News, did a two-day interview, brought him to his hometown and answered that question. And where's this right. one from? This is from my hometown. This is from Johnson County, from the sheriff from Johnson County, which is a legit badge everyone can make fun but this badge give me the right if let, let me finish if anything happened in this county i have the right to work with the police and get the things done and and they kept going does that have a resting authority or it's an honorary badge it is an honorary badge but they can call me whenever they want me and i have the authority to do things for them to work with them on and herschel walker was right because the county sheriff said exactly that with this badge we we can call on you if we need your assistance so they're trying to hammer him every way that they can, especially with this, you know, did you pay for this woman's abortion? And what was the $700 check for? And yada, yada. And he, and Warnock, they offered him, hey, come sit down with NBC, do the same thing that we did with Herschel Walker. Uh-uh. He, he refused to be interviewed by the mainstream media, by NBC. <laughs> it would have been the friendliest audience, but he's hiding something. That's yeah. what makes me think he's hiding something. So with more on that, let's welcome to the program Paul Kaminar, he's counsel to the National Legal and Policy Center, NLPC, and he's the one who drafted and filed an IRS complaint against the current Senator uh, Ralph Warnock. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's get into it. What does this complaint seek, this IRS audit of Warnock? What we're doing is uh, with the complaint is to expose that Warnock is hiding the ownership of this building, uh, in Atlanta, this uh, 12-story, 96-unit building through some shell corporations. Uh, and that building is basically, uh, Warnock is basically a slumlord. Uh, you, you've got the trash building up in the chutes over the weekend. They go to the, up to the 12th floor. The place smells. The elevator's broken down. A couple people got hurt. 
Uh, they have to call the fire department to take handicapped people up the stairs to the apartment. And more importantly, they're evicting tenants for not paying back rent as low as $28.55 and then tacking on $375 in late fees and costs. At the debate uh, that was brought up, Warnock denied that they're evicting anybody, even though we have the court documents showing the eviction. We got the receipts. And then he said, uh, how dare you, uh, our group, uh, impugn the integrity of the spiritual home of Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., which owns the building and the way they operate. And I respond by saying, well, how dare you, in the name of Martin Luther King, throw out these poor, disabled uh, tenants. Uh, so he doesn't deny the facts that they're being uh, uh, evicted from the building uh, that we have. He says they're not, but we've got the proof. And more importantly, on the IRS forms that the Ebenezer Building Foundation files, he's listed as the principal officer. But they come back and say, well, we delegated the uh, administrative duties to uh, this uh, residential company, uh, which is nonsense. He's trying to duck the responsibility. That residential company owns 1% of the interest in the building. The Ebenezer Foundation owns the other 99%. And then the court documents or the IRS forms that they file, they said they delegated all management responsibilities to the church. So he can't duck this. And, and, and Herschel Walker, to his credit, yesterday or two days ago had a press conference in front of the building and said, look, I'll pay the back rent for these poor tenants. Altogether, it comes to no more than like $4,500 for the dozen or so tenants. So here's an example of where Warnock, uh, uh, during while he was a senator, uh, voted for the moratorium of evicting tenants during the COVID, and yet during COVID, he's evicting tenants from his uh, rundown building. I mean, uh, it's so wait, really wait. So, Ebe- but, so Ralph Warnock is the pastor at Ebenezer uh, Baptist Church, and this building is owned by the MLK Village Corp or by Ebenezer Building Foundation? Well, or both of them. Uh, that's, that's, it's owned by the Ebenezer Building Foundation, but through this, these shell corporations okay. that, that they're trying to hide the real uh, ownership of. So, so that, that's uh, basically a shell game that they're playing. But here's the other hypocrisy going on. Warnock receives uh, uh, $7,800 a month in a housing allowance from the Ebenezer Baptist Church. That's like uh, you know some $90,000 a year he gets tax-free. And on top of that, he gets $120,000 as being a pastor of the church, although he just makes a sermon once a month, et cetera. And then, of course, he gets his Senate salary of 170000 He got an exemption by the Senate Ethics Committee to take all this extra money, even though the Senate rules cap outside income to 20% of the senator's salary. So here he is getting $90,000 in, in, in housing subsidy for his million-dollar home. Uh, and yet he's kicking people out of his building that are late, uh, uh, haven't paid uh, 
$28.55 or a few days later in their rent. It, it really oh, is. Yeah, and the Democrats care about the, it's, it's, the poor and the indigent. It's the party of the working man. Yeah, It is. Right. You know, the, the Republicans, right. they're not paying their fair share. You know? I, I love that Herschel Walker will want to pay their back rent to keep him in there. But what's the, uh, what's the latest with uh, Senator Warnock and his wife? Because last I heard, didn't he try to run her over in their driveway? Well, there's that, too. She made a complaint uh, with, with the police where, where uh, they had a dispute uh, with respect to child payments. Uh, this is for his uh, ex-wife, and, and, and they were in the uh, uh, driveway, and she was trying to get him to uh, get his attention, and he, he backed the car up, and, and she claims uh, he tried to run over uh, her foot. In the meantime, uh, the, it's, it's not clear that happened, but she made a formal complaint. And, and she came out saying this guy is just a big actor and a big liar. So he's got some uh, domestic disputes. But, you know, it's basically he's a hypocrite when it comes to, as well as the Democrats, uh, with uh, respect to, you know, we're helping the poor uh, uh, African-Americans. And, and yet at the same time, he's, he's kicking him out of their building. Uh, and, and, you know, these are disabled uh, Army veterans, uh, uh, old, old people, et cetera, and, and there's just no excuse for that, and he needs to account for that. And if he doesn't, if he, if he claims he didn't know anything about it, well, he now knows about it. You're the principal officer, according to the uh, IRS records. What are you doing about it? Even after he said that, just after that, three more eviction notices were, were issued. So uh, these guys have no shame. Well, I tell you, if I was uh, if I was uh, Warnock's uh, ex-wife, I, the first thing I'd be saying is, okay, is this a shell corporation, and is that ninety thousand or is the money coming from that building uh, money that I can go after, you know, for <laughs> right. support for my kid? I, I mean, that's the kind of stuff these guys got to go but after. Because of this IRS audit, is that why he's hiding from the media? I mean, basically, he's pulling the Joe Biden and not campaigning and just hanging out, like yeah, hiding I think from the media that way. Yeah, he he issued a statement saying. Uh, uh, that uh, this is all untrue, and how dare we uh, insult the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, of course, and and his breast and all this uh, false uh, piety that's going on. So, uh, yeah, th- this hopefully uh, before the election that the uh, voters in Georgia will will uh, see how the hypocrisy of of, of uh, Warnock and and uh, either vote for Herschel uh, or. If, if they're uh, on the fence, that uh, they may just stay home. Uh, if they were supporters of of, of uh, Warnock, they may say, "Look, this guy is a phony, baloney. We're just not going to uh, go out and uh, vote for him." So we'll see what happens. But I think the uh, Georgia voters need to know more about this hypocrisy uh, that's going on with with Warnock. And and uh, even if he were to win the election, the IRS investigation will still go on. Okay. Great. We're going to have to leave it there. Paul Kaminer, Counsel to National Legal and Policy Center, and he's the one who drafted and filed the IRS complaint against Senator Warnock. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. You're listening to Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
Good Friday morning, a beautiful day. We're going to have a high of 74 degrees with sunshine. Get out and enjoy. I know I'm going to go on a bike ride tomorrow. One of my favorite places in the world, Highland, Indiana. I can't wait to get on that trail. First responders are just gritting their teeth because it's going to be such a nice weekend. You know all hell's going to break loose, and you are going to be on your bike. Well, I'm going to India. I'm getting out of here. I don't ride my bike in Chicago. Do you know what's been going on with Divi bikes? Oh, yeah. They're getting jumped. In the middle of the day, and they're taking their phones and whatever property they have on them. What's a, There's you, so many crimes that are not even reported. Are you still riding uh, like a road bike? Are you still? I'm, uh, you no, know, I've got well, I've got a dirt, but well, not really dirt. I've got mountain a road, bike. I've got a mountain bike that I ride because we rode years ago. You and I did. A, well, yeah, we did the Century Loop. Yeah, we did the uh, the thing. I still with, have that bike too. Okay, the cool. cycle bike. So yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a road biker, but I'm I'm not riding on the road anymore because people hate us. So now oh, I'm just on the paths. When I do drive at the lakefront or ride at the lakefront, I drive. I put my car in my minivan and drive down because I can't stand driving down Irving Park Road. Yeah. It's just you just you have to pray you don't get hit and nobody cares and they want to kill you. It's a good way to exercise. It is so. It is. And exercising is good. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D. Instead of getting vaccine mandates, we should have had gym mandates. You have to go to the gym oh, three agree. times a week. <laughs> you know I agree with you on that. Uh, and speaking of that, the man who was the instigator of it all, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who served under, I think, seven different presidents. Um, there was a New York Times bestselling book called The Real Anthony Fauci. I don't know. I, uh, I don't recognize Trump as a president. <laughs> Six presidents then. <laughs> and I know a lot of our listeners read it. Well, now the movie is here. And here's a um, the trailer, which is narrated by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I am a lifelong Democrat whose family has had 80 years of deep engagement with America's public health bureaucracy and long friendships with key federal regulators, including Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and Robert Gallo. Members of my family wrote many of the statutes under which these men govern. They nurtured the growth of equitable and effective public health policies and defended that regulatory bulwark against ferocious attacks funded by industry. I built my own alliances with these individuals and their agencies during my years of environmental and public health advocacy. I watched these figures often with admiration. But I also watched how the industry, supposedly being regulated, used its indentured servants on Capitol Hill and its financial clout to systematically hollow out those agencies beginning in the 1980s, disabling their regulatory function and transforming them into sock puppets with the very industry Congress charged them with regulating. I explore the carefully planned militarization and monetization of medicine that has left American health ailing and its democracy shattered. I chronicle the troubling role of the dangerously concentrated mainstream media. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Big tech robber barons, the military and intelligence communities, and their deep historical alliance with Big Pharma and the public health agencies. The disturbing story that unfolds here has never been told, and many in power have worked hard to prevent the public from learning it. The principal character is Anthony Fauci. I can't wait to see, and he has been criticized by so many people. 
Here's an example. Remember when he initially told the public not to buy or wear masks because uh, they were ineffective only to reveal that the actual reason was to keep people from buying them. So I never trusted him from the beginning. Remember that? Yeah. When he came out and said, no, don't wear masks. Yeah, because if you buy them up, there's not going to be any for first responders. There you go. Instead of just saying the truth. All right. With more on this, we are lucky and pleased to have the producer of The Real Anthony Fauci. Jeff Hayes joins us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Filmmaker, producer of um, On Native Soil, which is nominated for an Academy Award. Fair and Hype 911. Did you ever see that? Fair and Hype 911. Oh, yeah. Yep. And this new movie, The Real Anthony Fauci. Good morning, Mr. Hayes. How are you? I'm just perfect. Thank you for having me. So in this film, um, what do you expose all of the lies that Aunt, Dr. Anthony Fauci told the public? And which is the biggest lie that you do expose? I, I, I got to tell you, so this is based on Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. That book was a publishing phenomenon. It sold a million copies, 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, and there still has not been one major media review of the book. It's the most suppressed book of my lifetime. When I, when I read the book, I, I didn't catch on to Fauci as quickly as you two did. Um, you know, I thought it was odd on the mask, but, you know, I kept seeing him. Here's this kind of a vuncular guy, uh, grandfatherly, uh, and, and, and for me, he was likable. So when I read Bobby's book, I, I was shocked at this guy's long history and and what he has done, the devastation that he has wrecked, not just in COVID, but going back to when he took over the infectious disease department at the National Institute of Health in 1984. Wow. So then when you saw that, then did you think we need to make this into a movie when you read the book? Yeah, the book, the book was a tough read. It, it, just because it's, uh, you know, it, it depend, there was a paper shortage at that time, so depending on the paper, it was 450 to 600 pages long, 2,100 citations. It reads like a novel, but it's still a 600-page book to slog through. And I, I, I thought the information was spectacular. I, I've known Bobby for years and, and called and asked him if we could make it into a documentary. It's a little more digestible format so people can access it a little easier. The uh, real Anthony Fauci movie dot com, and am I right to uh, believe that you can watch this for free? That's the way we're. You know, somebody was joking with me the other day. What film <laughs> festival is this going to be at? <laughs> it, this will not be it. If it wasn't no. for shows like yours, I would be playing in an echo chamber. Sure, there, there's. I, I can't buy advertising for it. You know, it's it's not going to be at any film festival. It's free to watch for the next seven days. And I, I invite anybody who has questions about Fauci. Bobby did such a spectacular job on the research. It is a, a shocking story. And do you believe that uh, Dr. Fauci was getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies? I don't think we can call them kickbacks. It's the, you know, it was actually made legal uh, for NIH scientists to participate in with pharmaceutical companies in profits from the, the drugs that they're involved in creating. And so they're being paid directly. $350 million has been split up by scientists who are supposed to be working for us. Uh, in any other country, if, if China was doing this, we would call it kickbacks or bribes. 
you know, we we all heard that Fauci's net worth in the last two years went up by five million dollars, most of it from gifts, uh, you know, and and awards. You know, when you give gifts and awards to a bureaucrat that's in charge of distributing six billion dollars a year, uh, again, if we were seeing gifts and awards being given to and that in China, would go well. Wow, that's bribery. But here it is uh, gifts and awards. Yeah, I mean, if, if we look at that on a local level here with our own governor, who's up for re-election here in the state of Illinois, same thing. Uh, you know, he's, he's involved in pharmaceutical companies. Uh, he's involved with and companies. And the testing that, program. Yeah, testing programs. But he claims he's in a yeah. blind trust. Right, blind trust, but it's the same thing. It's like, well, wait a second. Now, you've you, you got to just you just got to watch how this goes, where the money goes. And, and, I mean, it's sad that you have to question it, but, man, open your eyes, for God's sake. Chicago has a long history of gifts and awards to public officials. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, this one, though, the cost has been in lives. In, in 1984, when he took over this small department, infectious diseases were waning. Uh, it was not a, you know, a powerful department. He you know, was just a bureaucrat. But then he jockeyed and wrestled for control of the AIDS virus to be assigned to his department. And he built a $1.7 billion budget, and he built a power base that destroyed anybody who, who disagreed with him. He's overseeing the distribution of almost a trillion dollars in research funding in the last 40 years $930 billion. Can you imagine the people that are afraid to speak out against him or that get their funding from him? You know, I'd have to think that this guy has a security detail that would, oh, uh, I'm sure. that would you know, you know, be akin to something you see in a Jason Bourne movie. Well, people love him. I mean, people are buying Dr. Anthony Fauci pillows, socks with his image on it, mugs. I mean, it was disgusting because in foreign countries, I have friends that live in Europe, they don't. They're not media hounds. They're not throwing out the first pitch. Their health directors right. are not starstruck and, and and power hungry and media hungry like we have here. I mean, we had our health department director. She threw out the first pitch at the Cubs game. I thought that was disgusting. Yeah. You know, while, while we're finally allowed into Cubs games and into White Sox games and Dr. Nzike throwing out the first pitch, I just... Don't want, know when our heroes. Health, well, 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 when they became celebrities, Amy, don't when, you know when did these, they jump the, the tank? These people are all heroes, Amy. Heroes work. Oh, and they need you to know be, that. I know that's right. Yeah. Heroes need, need yeah. to be celebrated. Yeah. All right. So, Dr. Anthony Fauci is retiring at, what, at the end of the year, correct? That's correct. But he says and, he's not going to go away. So, what does that mean? Well, I, I assume it means he's going to do like uh, most of the, the other people in his department, and he's going to transition into a high-paying job with the pharmaceutical companies that he's been working for for 40 years. Yep, I can see that. All right, so again, therealanthonyfaucimovie.com is where we can go. For this, the next uh, seven days, you said we can watch it for free? Correct. All right, well, Jeff Hayes, it, it, yes? Again, I got to thank you guys. If not for people like you, no one would hear about this. So thank you. All right. I'm looking forward to watching it because I have some time to kill this weekend. Oh, so yeah. The Real Anthony Fauci, the film available for free viewing, folks, until October 28th. Go to therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. Jeff Hayes, thank you so much for making time for us this morning. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswer line. If you're talking about it, Dan and Amy are talking about it. 
It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Open mic! Open mic Friday! Calling now! Yeah, get it, girl. Open mic Friday! <laughs> All right, I've got a girl crush. I'm Carrie Lake. Is that bad? Did I say that out loud? That's no. actually a song my by sister. Yeah, band by called Little oh, Big Town. Girl yeah. Crush. Yeah. My sister um, loves uh, Christy Nome from South Dakota. And oh her yeah, son me goes too. In, her son goes South Dakota State, oh, yeah. so you yeah. know. But Carrie Lake went to Iowa. Uh-huh. Is out in Arizona now, and I love because she there, she talks about how the election in 2022 was rigged. Believe it or not, and it wasn't that it was rigged, but they ran out of Republican ballots during the primary. Oh, it'll happen. Well, you know, and then that's happened here. I've gone actually to a polling place where they didn't even have a Republican ballot. I said, "Well, I'll just wait here until you go get yourselves one." No ballot, but, no vote for you. But this is what happened, and she explained it to you know the reporters. You know what? Let's look at the 2022 election of August 2nd, where one hour into election day. Because of my opponent, Katie Hobbs, incompetence. She's Secretary of State. We ran out of ballots one mm-hmm. hour into Election Day in one of our largest counties, Pinal County. That- so that's why, you know, and that did happen. And so people, you know, people say, you're not going to accept the results of the election. And so she threw it back in their face last night. This is spectacular. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. <laughs> um, let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow. Look at this. This is from this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Yeah, remember that one? Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Oh, is remember she an that election one? Oh, yeah. denier? Yeah. This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. Uh, so, I love her because she just throws it right back at him because she was one of them for have, 12 years. You have to keep reminding people because we have a 30 second memory in this country and you forget your life goes on you forget you forget about what happened you forget about the mass of six feet apart that you can't go see grandma and grandpa in the old folks home you for forget. not one thanksgiving yeah. it led yeah. into two thanksgivings yeah. and then christmas All right so what do you anything you want to get off your chest you yeah want to say? yeah and it, it might be a little light for uh, for a radio station like am 560 <laughs> the answer yeah um, what are we going to talk about rainbows and unicorns it's not it's not basically politically based but i think it is the 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 dumbing down of society, and that is electric bicycles on the bike paths. Oh boy, I hate electric bikes. You, you know what? Here, why you want? We go out on a. What do you, what do you do when you ride a bicycle? You, you want to work out. You get exercise, right? Right. Well, what are you getting if you're riding an electric bike? Okay, I see here. I see so many people on the bike. Now you're a cyclist. I know you are. I hate that. You're a cyclist. I know you are. I don't like it locally. Mm-hmm. But if you go to places like Colorado, yeah. Utah. Where you have to go up these ginormous hills. If you can't pedal, you're going to fall down and go boom on your bike. That's you gotta, why. You're to kick it in the electric. That's why people that you, live in the mountains look better than people that live here. Because they're actually working. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate electric bikes. I don't think they should be allowed on the bike paths. Whoever, oh, I don't like that. Whoever allowed them to be on the Fox Valley bike paths, I just want oh. you to know this. Yes. Is I'm riding my snowmobile out there this winter. And if you stop me, you've set precedent. 
There's motorized bicycles out there. I can ride my snowmobile on the Fox Valley bike path. My name is Ray. I've made my claim. Oh, and that's what you'll do, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if they can ride theirs, why yeah. can't you ride yours? And we ride bikes to get exercise. And if you don't want to ride a bike to get exercise, buy yourself a Honda CR400. <laughs> okay. 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro. Answer line 64636. Type in DA. Then a quick comment. Let's go to Mitchell and Desplaines. Hello. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, good morning. I mean, first of all, you know, in 1960, when uh, Kennedy went up against Nixon... Sam Giancana and basically dead people in Cicero, okay, voting multiple times to get, you know, Kennedy uh, elected along with obviously the, the mayor's support. Uh, Kennedy never wins that election. I mean, we have problems with integrity of elections going back to LBJ when he went up against Cook Stevens in Texas. This is a, the, the Democrats' number one function is to basically steal every aspect because they will never go toe-to-toe with a candidate. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that in 2020, sloppy Joe Biden couldn't get himself uh, four people to a Howard Johnson's banquet hall, let alone 81 million votes. And yeah. now we have, fat, uh, we have Fat Albert, okay, and Darren Bailey. And, of course, he has all the union votes. But Darren uh, Pitcher knows because he's been financing uh, all these different, different politicians for decades. He knows that he doesn't have to do anything and he's still going to win. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? Yes, we do. Thanks, Mitchell. Okay. Relax. Take a deep breath. Man, man Mitchell's, Mitchell's got to take it easy there. Pritzker has given, he gave Gavin Newsom millions. He's given so many politicians oh, oh. hundreds of thousands of dollars. You just look at the... Kathy Hochul, I mean, just the and, whole and, list. And, and here, he's, here statewide, if you look at what... I mean, look at the money he's pouring in statewide to all these other Democratic uh, um, um, uh, constituents that he has. And they're all reading from the same script. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and i got to tell you, we're getting text messages about Governor Pritzker about, you know, child vaccinations, how they were going to be put on the list, the immunization list in order for you to go to school. Um, well, people are asking, well, what's Pritzker's position on this? Because Kerry Lake has come out. Uh, Governor DeSantis has come out saying we are not going to be doing this. Well, there was a reporter from Center Square that was sent to his press conference yesterday, Governor Pritzker's. And he said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll come and talk to you after the tour. So he's following Pritzker on the tour. And then when it was time to talk to him. No talk. Boom, yeah. took off. Yeah, he got on that so, 22 seat. Darren uh, Bailey said he will not require child, the, the COVID vaccine to be on the child immunization list. So that's good. So it's another reason to vote for Darren Bailey. Well, I think that, uh, you know, if, if Pritzker thinks that your kids can get gender reassigned under 18 without a parent's permission, um, then I'm And also pretty, have an abortion without I'm, parental notification. I'm pretty sure that the COVID shot's, you know, going to happen. All right, because it's a recommendation, but here in, you know, in blue state yeah. Illinois and other blue states, guess what? Those recommendations always turn into mandates. All right, three one two six four two five six zero zero. Let's go to Eduardo in Midway. Good morning, Eduardo. Yeah, thank you for taking my call, <clears throat> Ray. Well, hopefully you will make it. Uh, you'll change your mind about the Freedom Summit. But um, England is not the only one having problems. Uh, I was watching this DW. Uh, that's the German news over there, and their TV reporter used to go out all the time. Uh, now he's having trouble because of the inflation, and I was also. Looking at, um, see, they're getting rebates, too. But um, there was another thing I, uh, sorry, I didn't write this down. Oh, pawn shops. So they were, people were going into the pawn shop, turning their valuables because they didn't have any money. Yeah, that happens. Everything. That's always, always a fallback. 
No, it is. It's so true. It, yeah, 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 of course. All right. So, thanks, Eduardo. Have a good weekend. Yep. And, and I can't do the Freedom Summit, as I explained earlier, is because, because I'm, yeah, I've got a, a day of service that I'm doing. It's not that I wouldn't want to go there and climb the Freedom Summit. Hey, hey, hey. It's, that it's I'm, not uh, a mountain in California, oh, okay. Colorado, okay. as you said No, I'm, I'm, I'm working for the uh, uh, Batavia United Way that day. Good for you. Yes. Always giving back. All right, Bill and Waukegan, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Hey, um, Amy, I just wanted to say, you know, as far as uh, Dr. Emmett Oz out of uh, Pennsylvania, why is it Oprah coming out and endorsing him? Um, isn't she the one that brought him to light and put him on her show and made him what he pretty much I, don't, I mean, is, Dr. Phil, they, she did Dr. Phil, and she also No, she did Oz big Oz time. Oz, too. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh no, she loved Dr. She's Oz. She's a diehard Democrat. You know, Dr. Oz's deal was always, you know, going on Oprah, and, and, and he would always talk about your poop. This is why your poop's important. It was a true story. <laughs> and and I, I, had, I had Oz on uh, with me many times on the radio. He's a very, very nice guy. He's a very smart guy. But you, what, a great, what a great point to bring up. But it's just like uh, when the Ope used to hang out with Donald Trump, man. Once these, oh, guys, yeah. once these guys become political and they don't necessarily align with their views, man, you're gone like a record made of wax and she yeah. ain't never coming back. And, but this just in, I don't know if you guys know, but last night President Biden uh, went to Pittsburgh to help that lurch, John Fetterman. <laughs> no, that's not nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. That is that bad. Boy, that is a no. You, <laughs> he's a huge. He's, I mean, Biden's tall. He yeah. was. Yeah. Two heads above Biden. Yeah. But guess what? This is the breaking news. He didn't have on a hoodie. Yeah, he had a suit. He had on an actual suit, and yeah. he looked, oh, he's. Yeah, he is a big ooh. guy. He's, you know, I think he, he was. Looked, he scares me. I think he was a college football player. I think he was a college lineman. But, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. But yeah. I can't wait. Next week is the debate. Yeah. I think it's October. Oh, October 25th. Between the two Between of them, the maybe they can string together a sentence. Oh, we. You. I'm talking about uh, <laughs> Fetterman and Biden. Oh, yeah. yeah my not, God. Not good. Uh, Nick, on the northwest side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to uh, see if somebody could talk more about this rank choice voting. It, uh, supposedly that's what created a problem for Palin in Alaska. I think we need more awareness of that because uh, it's another trick, in my opinion, to uh, make it difficult for uh, people who are Republicans to win. And that's it. Thank you. Yeah, we. I don't think we, we don't have ranked choice voting here. They have it in Alaska, and that's how she lost, because there's different candidates, regardless of party, you rank them. You know uh, my claim to fame with uh, Sarah Palin? What? I, uh, I've raced in the uh, Iron Dog snowmobile race with her husband. Oh, yeah. Todd. Yeah, I didn't race with him, but against him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Is he? Yeah. Did you find Former out what husband. really happened? Dun, no. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, know. man, you know it's what? none of our business. It, relationships run their course. You know, If you're together two, three years, that's a good run. Oh, yeah, they're together two, three decades. Uh, Mike in Lincoln Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello, good morning. Hello, how are you? Good. Uh, first of all, this is about bicycles. Let me just backtrack for a minute. Fetterman, he's a cross between Lurch and Uncle Fester. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so um, lifelong, hardcore, uh, serious Republican. I can't stand what's going on right now, but that's not why I called. It's about the bicycles. See? Okay. Can, can someone please explain to me how they take major streets like Elston Avenue, Milwaukee Avenue, which theoretically are alternate routes in and out of downtown for rush hour, knock those down to one lane and put a bike lane in there. Oh, no, they did it, it to Damon, too. Absolutely. 
I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Damon Avenue. They did parts of Damon Avenue. Well, no, not parts, all of it. And they put a new bike lane in there. But they do because Rahm Emanuel was a cyclist. Yeah. But that's why we have the 606 trail. So what you want about Rahm Emanuel? But, you know, have you ever been to the 606? No. God, it is gorgeous. No, if I want to get mugged, I'll, I'll do it some Didn't other way. Didn't they start that with Haley, though? No, no, you know, I hear just to talk about your bikes and your bike line. As far as, and, and, and me, I'm a cyclist for fitness. I, I, I'm not riding my bike to work. But that's what they want to do is they want to cut down on traffic. You know, all they want the, you to stop they want you to, your fossil yeah, fuel emissions. You're burning. You're, you're well, ruining the country. It's only three months a year, maybe four months tops. Yeah, and then I mean, true cyclists drive year round. Yeah. yeah, no, people ride down there all the time. All right, Mike. Mike right. wants to get rid of the bike lane. Yeah, but man, I'll tell you, it's it's. I I don't know why people ride on the roads. I mean, I used to oh. be a road rider, but man, people just want to kill you now. Yeah, they don't. They don't want you out there. Hmm. Neil in Lagrange. Hi, Neil. Are you a first time caller by any chance? Uh, no, just a different phone number. I'm calling you guys from. Oh, okay. So, but uh, uh, first off, Amy, I want to thank you for uh, uh, Mike Mandel's. Uh, uh, we used the Amy code for all of our uh, uh, pillows. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We, we sent my son to college this year, so we loaded up. And anyway, that's how that's I what thought. I did. Well, you know what? Though, um, no, that's good that you said it because I did too, and I saved so much more money by did, going to yeah, mypillow.com than I did by going to Costco or big, you know, all those big box stores. No question. I'm t- uh, nobody knows the story about Donald Trump, but years ago when uh, he first opened up. The casino in Indiana. I know this story. Oh, you do? I don't, so uh, ahead, let me hear it. it. Yep. All right. A- anyway, uh, he was, uh, he got a flat tire on the way to the grand opening. My nephew's father pulled over and changed the tire for him. Didn't know who was in the car. Anyway, so uh, he was, uh, you know, my nephew's f- friend's father was about to leave, and the driver said, look, the man inside the car wants to say thank you. Anyway, so um, he comes up, and he, you know, it's Donald Trump in the car. And he says, look, he says, I'm never late. Um, I want uh, I, w- I want to do something for you. He says, no, no, I don't want anything. Anyway, he says, finally, he acquiesced. Then he says, look, it's my wife's birthday on Friday. Send her some flowers. Friday wow. comes along. The house got loaded with flowers. Isn't that great? What a story. But it's not done yet. Three weeks later, in the mail, he gets a. They get their deed to their house paid off. What? He paid the house off. He Is... he he he, he wow. paid off their house. That's a true story. Okay. Yeah, you know, and, I, and, so and I've nice never now. I've never heard that story from somebody that's actually that connected to it. Obviously, but I've heard the story. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very yeah, cool. Thanks. And you know, yeah. I, I, I was I was at a I was at a a restaurant, and I and I. Uh, there was somebody that worked at the casino, and I kind of asked, inquired about it years late after the fact. They said, oh, everything I just said, someone else um, reiterated that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's out there. Story. All right. right on. Thanks, Neil. Yep. Thanks for sharing. I can believe it. He's a nice man. He's very philanthropic. I need something like that to happen to me, although I tell you right now that if I was in a limo and the tire popped, nobody's going to come change a tire. I'll get out and yeah, change it myself. Exactly. All right, Dion on the south side. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I just wanted to make a couple of points, particularly to my African-American people out there, because that's what I am, black, whatever you want to call it. Here's the thing. Senator Warnock, what they need to keep in mind is, with all these allegations going on about the church evicting people, one of the things that black people speak about privately, particularly black men, is 
we get tired of seeing these people in the few pit taking advantage of the community and wealthing themselves, whether they're riding around in rich cars, owning property, and living these lavish lifestyles like superstars. And one of the ways they obtain their riches, and we all speak about this privately, is they typically have the people who's in their congregation, elderly people who appear to have no family, leave their personal possessions mm -hmm. to the church, like property, apartment buildings and whatnot. I'm willing to bet my paycheck that that same property that you guys are talking about that he's trying to evict people, I bet you he didn't purchase that with his own money. I guarantee you that someone in this church passed away, left them the property, and now here it is, you're trying to evict people from the property. And if people get tired of these people doing these type of things, why keep voting for them? They're already showing you that they're in it for themselves. And any okay. pastor who's calling for aborting babies instead of baptizing them, like Herschel Walker says, that should be an issue already. All right. Thanks, Dan, for the phone call. Quickly, quickly, Chuck and Delavan, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, I'm running a poll. Everybody that comes up here, they're always from Illinois when they're out on the dance floor with their drink. I just fell down last week and I about busted my hip. The next thing is, whoever anybody sees anybody taking down one of my signs, this is Barman USA, there's a $500 bounty on that sign. If you see anybody taking my signs down, I said, you go and you make sure that you get back to me. All right. You, you know what you know we need to do? We need to close the border Thanks, between Illinois and Wisconsin now. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM560, The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.